Hey friends, we are back with another episode of the Perfectly Imperfect Podcast. Uh, this is Leslie and I am super excited that you are here. Today's guest, her name is LaShawn Gunnels and she has such a powerful, inspiring story to share and I cannot wait for you to listen. It is all about how to find your purpose in the darkest of times. You're going to hear how she turned a very dark time in her life after losing her daughter into something that has turned into her purpose, which is powerful, which is inspiring. She is helping people who are have lost a child find happiness again, dream again. And I was so inspired when I was talking to her. I shared a little bit about, you know, when my dad passed away and how my mom could have totally used someone to help support her through such a dark, dark time in her life. She had no one and uh, we were so little that we couldn't even be there to support her. But LaShawn is doing amazing work. She is helping so many souls and I am so excited that she is here to share a bit of her story with us. So um, let's go ahead and get started. And again, if you enjoy this episode, make sure that you share it so other people have the same opportunity that you had to listen to LaShawn's powerful story. We've all had dreams and some still have them, but some of us have gotten to adulthood and somewhere along the journey have stopped practicing the art of dreaming. I want to encourage and inspire you to start dreaming again, but that's not it. I want you to learn how to take messy and imperfect action so you too can turn those dreams into your reality. I believe every single person has something unique to contribute to the world and you're not the exception. One of my favorite ways to get inspired is to hear someone share their story there's something about it that helps me believe that if she can do it, then so can I. This is why I created the Perfectly Imperfect podcast. Every week, we'll have a guest who's here to share her story, the fears and struggles she's had to overcome, and what her journey has taught her, along with what's inspired her to take that very first step and what has helped her to keep moving forward. My wish is that as you listen to these powerful and inspiring stories, you too are inspired to take the first messy and imperfect action step towards creating a life that brings you complete joy and one that lights you up every single day. This show is all about helping you unlock your purpose and discover what you were put on this earth to do, that thing that only you can do to make this world more whole and more beautiful. No more dimming your light. Remember that your playing small does not serve the world. As you allow that light to shine bright, this will unconsciously give others permission to do the same. I want the absolute best for you and I'll be here every week to help you figure out just how much value you have inside of you. And every single week you'll hear from our guests who have something to add to help you get out of your own way, to help you become more successful, to help you become the absolute best version of yourself. This is Leslie Regalado and I am so glad you're here. Let's get started. totally cool in my area um a reconnection dream coach is just what it sounds like i help adults reconnect to their dreams um i know we get to the certain age in life and we just like stop dreaming you know i know when i was a little girl personally i had all these dreams i was just going to really be the superwoman of my world yeah. well then i got to this thing called adulthood mm -hmm. and just totally forgot to dream and stop until I got to a certain age, like I want to say late 30s. And then I was like, why did I stop? 
So now that I'm close to 50, it's around the corner. It's like, ha, I'm dreaming like I'm three again. Okay. That's so amazing. I want to help other women, especially I, I cater to women, but I, I have some men clients as well, but um, just connect back with those dreams and then step forth into stepping into them, if that makes sense. Absolutely. No, like I said earlier, I think so many of us have definitely forgotten the art of dreaming. You know, we somewhere along the way, someone told us, shush girl, like that's, you're not going to do that. Like, that's huge. Like, you know, be happy with where you're at, be content, you know, be grateful. Like all the common things that we all hear, we're big dreamers and big thinkers naturally. And somehow people start putting a lid over yeah. us. And I'm like, take the girdle off that brain, start dreaming big again, like practice that art. It's beautiful because mm -hmm. we see our children. I was like you, when I was little, I remember when you were talking, I was like, I remember when I said I wanted to be a fashion designer mm -hmm. and I already had like the label that, you know, the clothes were going to like be, you know, had, I mean, I, I didn't do that because whatever, it led to something else. Like you said, kind of other things took charge, but you're right. We, when did we forget to dream and to dream big and to actually mm -hmm. start pursuing those dreams, not just dream. But now that we're adults, we can actually start on that direction. Exactly, exactly. And that's what I, I, I just, I mean, I crave that for the people that I work with. It's like, I literally, you know, I talk with them and I hear, and I like, I see their dream at first as they're telling me things and I make it, I think I make it too big for them sometimes. So I yes. like have to calm me down and let them <laughs> really, you know you know, be the, the masterpiece, uh, you know, be the artist of their masterpiece. Right. So, but yeah, that's totally my, my jam right there. I love it. So we're talking before we start recording, but I want to share with the audience because I think your story is powerful. It's beautiful. It's, um, it's painful in parts, but I think out of that pain came such a beautiful strength and such a beautiful purpose and passion for your life. So take us back to how did you stepping out on faith? How did you pursuing this silly, crazy idea, whatever people want to call it, you taking that first messy, imperfect action step? How did that happen and why? So <clears throat> what took me down my journey was in January 3rd, 2018, I um, got the worst call of my life, got the call that my daughter had been killed. That was heart-wrenching. So um, for about a year and a half, I was just existing. I did not know if I was coming or going. I used food as my drug of choice. And then one day after, my, after a celebration that we were doing for my daughter, I looked up at God and I said, you know what, this pain is too much. And if you can't take it away from me, I'm just going to go ahead and eat myself to death. Well, if, if anyone has any kind of connection with their higher power, to totally has something different <laughs> in store for me. He said, no, you're not. Um, so long story short, someone reached out to me and was telling me about a product to help you, you know, get fruits and veggies into your system and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, <laughs> I eat sugar. Like that's my life right now. Leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. but long story short, I went ahead and started taking the product and did a, a, a complete cleanse and detox and felt horrible. Cause you know what sugar does to your yeah. body. Um, then I got clarity and I was able to, to really feel and start really processing the emotions and 
as I was going through that journey, God spoke to me in 2020, uh, February 2020, and said, this journey that you have taken up to this point, you're helping other women do that. You're helping other women who are living with loss, under, loss of a child, understand that life isn't over for them. You're going to help them find their happiness. So that's the first part of reconnecting women, especially to their dream, their dream of being happy again, of living the life that they desire and deserve and keeping their child's memory alive. That's what got me here. That's what I do. And I am completely, completely grateful every day. Now, do I miss my baby? Absolutely. God knows I miss her. And do I have my moments? Oh yeah. And I'm going to continue to, because grief is not something you get over. It's something you just go through. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I don't let it ruin me or run my life. There's a difference. So that's my story and my journey. That's uh, you said you, you just mentioned it again, like you, you, you're telling me again, even though we, you shared a bit before we started recording, I still got chills because so many times, like I said earlier, you know, God will use that mess that either we've created or has been created somehow in our lives. And he can turn it into such a powerful message if we just let it happen. And it's so beautiful the way you allowed your mess to become your very, very powerful message and the support. I was, I was telling you earlier how my mom lost my dad when I was only eight years old. So many, many years ago. And I remember, I remember how much pain she was in. And like I was sharing earlier, I wish, I wish her life would have been so different. I know it would have, Mm -hmm. if she just had someone that would walk her through that process that was there to listen, that was there to hold space for her, you know? So I, so beautiful so what you're doing is so freaking awesome and it's so needed and I am so happy that you're doing it um was there any point in time LaShawn that you almost didn't like did anyone say anything did you like you said earlier like no one had to tell me anything I was you know telling it to myself um (laughs) when you know when you when you first lost your daughter what yeah just share a little unpack a little bit more uh, so um as far as once I received the message in 2020, there was no stopping. It was full force, no holds bar, but <laughs> this but. was not the first time that this message was spoken to me. I've always been that girl who everyone ran to. I, I remember being as young as 13, 12, 13 years old in middle school and girlfriends would just come to me with their stuff <laughs> and okay. I would have a word for them. It was I was nowhere near spiritual or anything as a child. I didn't even find my spirituality journey until I was in my late 20s. So, but it was always a word for them. And it helped so many people. Like they found me on Facebook as an adult. Like you said X, Y, Z to me when we were 13. And oh my God, that's wow. I'm like, wow, we're old now. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, wow, I've had some impact on you. Right? That was a long time ago. So um, in 2014, <laughs> it was it was placed in my spirit to start a coaching uh, business. And I ran for the hills because what is it? I can't speak well. Um, people won't really listen to me. I mean, I... And, and there's some there's some stuff behind that, like people telling me that I'm not a great communicator, you know, in the corporate world, I would get, I mean, I, yeah. you know, corp, 
for me to still be in corporate, it's a totally different company. I love the company I'm with right now, but for me to still be in corporate, it's really like, what, why girl? Cause I got some really bad stuff that was thrown my way. And I let that stay with me instead of being stronger than those words that those people were putting on me. Right. Well, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard when people keep saying it and saying it, you know, it's like, you might reject it at the beginning, but if a few people say it, you're like, maybe they're right. You know, yeah. like you said, it kind of sticks. Yeah totally start believing it and I did I believed it I believed it with my whole heart and um so you know the, the it was spoken to me to be a coach and I ran for the hills there was no way I was going to do that well when it was spoken to me again in 2020 I was like okay I, okay God I, yeah and there's no running away from it there's no whatever the naysayers say, let them say it. And there's been plenty of naysayers. Like I don't, I shared with you earlier, you know, I'm going to leave my full-time corporate every two week check. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to leave that, that investor job. Uh, and, and my, my time is, is um, coming up. It is it's, it's three to six months is the time limit. And you know, I hear all kinds of stuff. What you're almost 50. You need your insurance. Yeah. You have a steady paycheck. You're, you know, every my family is on my insurance because my husband, he wouldn't even have a paycheck if he brought if we did insurance off of his job, right? And Glenn is, you know, uh, older than you. He needs that insurance. I mean, you name it, it's coming at me, girl. But I'm just like, you know what, that's okay. And you know what, y'all are so welcome to your opinion, but mm -hmm. this is LaShawn's life. Yeah. And I am going to have to do what I have to do. And there's more women and men that are hurting out here and don't know how to process yeah. the pain of grief. Don't think that, they actually think that they, they don't deserve to be happy because they've lost someone so near and dear to their heart. Yes. But I yes. am here to say, yeah, you're allowed to be happy. God mm -hmm. wants you happy. And that's mm -hmm. where I come in with, with the passion of helping them find their happiness, get it back, dream again, and live the best life that they are supposed to live. Oh, that's so you know, when you said that, um, when my mom lost my dad, again, she would tell us later because we we're so little, but she said that when we would ask for food, and again, I was eight, my, I think I was around eight, nine years old. Then my other sister, my middle sister was two years younger. And then she had, a, my youngest sister was three months old. And she would tell us that when the two oldest, when us two, the older ones would ask for food, she would be, you know, she would ask us, how could you be hungry? Your dad is dead. Like, how could you all be hungry? So, and she, like, she didn't understand, like he was her world and it was tough. It was so, so tough. And the only reason she kind of snapped out of it was because my youngest sister, the three month old, she would obviously cry and want food, want milk. And she would be like, what am I saying? What am I doing? Yeah. You know, it would kind of like snap her out. And then I remember um, just recently, one of my cousins lost her son, lost her husband. And um, afterwards they had like a little, lunch, dinner, whatever you want to call it. And she was eating and uh, I went by her to say bye. And she said, I don't even like want to really eat. And she's like, he loved food. Like he loved eating. Like, I don't like, I just, she, she kind of felt kind of bad that she was still able that she was you know, able to yes. And so when you said that, I'm like, oh, that's so real. That's people are literally experiencing that cons consistently. And no one, no one is 
even if someone's telling them differently, unless you've been there, like in your case, you said something earlier that was so powerful. They know, I know the way they feel like they know I've been there. I've done that. I've now maybe out of it, out of it a little bit, but they know that I'm not just talking because I read it in a book or because I went to school, you know, they know I experienced it. Exactly. And that's the whole part. I think that's what makes coaching powerful um, for the coaches that have gone through some things, you know, they normally, from what I've noticed since getting into the space is that's pretty much what coaches do. They go and they, they tap into the space that they're familiar with by experience and which makes it even that much more profound and powerful in your clients or, or, actually able to really get so much from that because they're like wow I never thought of it like that well nope you didn't but I I've gone through it so I'm able to you know share share my experience with you through these words you know so I just you know I think the coaching industry is such an amazing industry and so thankful for it I agree I think there's so much trust behind knowing that the person that is leading you you know that's taking you on this journey knows exactly what you're feeling, knows exactly what you're going through. You know, like, like you said, the, those great coaches that are creating that real change and impact in other people's lives, usually, if not always, it is because, you know, we've been through it and we're like, we're, we might just be a few steps ahead of you. You know, we might not be that far ahead, but it's like, come on, let me just, let, let me teach you. Let yeah. me teach you a bit of what worked for me, what didn't, maybe my, you know, personal experience or my perspective. And it's, it's such a powerful tool that like you can't get anywhere else. You know, I'm like, I will pay. Okay, so let's take a quick break because I want to share something super awesome with you. Are you ready to focus on how you can prepare and plan for the new month ahead in a realistic way? And are you ready to just take those baby steps towards your goals? We often overestimate what we can do in a year and underestimate what we can get done when we break down our audacious goals into monthly weekly and daily actionable steps. So I want to introduce to you a quick step-by-step guide that I created just for you. It's called how to plan for a new month in business step-by-step guide. So get ready to stop wondering where each month went and begin each month with intention with a plan of action for growth. It's time to get back in the driver's seat of your life. So head on over to Instagram, find me at lessyregalado26 and click the link in my bio to download your free step-by-step guide. And as you prepare at the end of each month using your new monthly guide, make sure to tag me so I can give you a shout out in my stories for being super intentional with your new month. All right, let's get back to the episode. Hey, for people to guide me and teach me how they did it. Like if they're where I want to go and they're willing to teach me how, I will absolutely pay because it's going to save me so much time, so much energy, mm-hmm. so much pain sometimes and exactly. money. Exactly. That's so true. And then in, in this space of grief, it, it's really a time saver because a lot of times people don't even realize they're grieving. And it's what I've learned as well. Um, I didn't even, I, I also lost my mom um, years ago, but I, I put that pain. I'm, I'm a stuffer. I call it stuffer. So I just like, okay, this thing has happened to me. Stuff it. Now let's move on. You know, that's what I, and that's what I did with my mom's death. And she was my cheerleader, my best friend, my everything. And I did that with How long ago did that happen? Oh, it was like 23 years ago. So she's been gone for a while, but her, me grieving her just happened 
when I lost my daughter. I did not know that I had not properly grieved her. So a lot of um, anger and and sadness that came out of nowhere, that was because Mm -hmm. I never properly grieved my mom. So I I have, uh, you know, tons of situations, you know, that I've actually worked on myself and gotten myself through when in that grief space. And so it was like, okay, that makes so much sense, God. That's why I need to be doing this. This is exactly where I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed to help people understand that this is not the end of the world or end of their life. You know, it, it really isn't. And, you know, and, and coming from a place of who, someone who's lost a child, which is the worst pain ever. Cause like I said, my mom's losing her it hurt but nothing like losing Patrice like wow and I I, and it's hard to explain you know you hate to compare but it's just hard but it is the truth it's a it's a it's a fact and I've went through it so I'm able to speak from that space and and help those people and that's just my oh my my heart my my heart's goal is to help over 33 million people, and I love the number three, so you'll see threes everywhere, <laughs> actually grow through their grief and really live their lives. So beautiful. It's, it's beautiful and it's so necessary and it's so not necessarily needed, you know, unknowingly, because I'm, I'm sure many people who maybe have never heard of someone that coaches others through this process, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, you kind of just go through, like you said, you either shove it really far down, deep down, and eventually maybe one day it's going to come up. And if it doesn't come up, it's just causing so much dis-ease in the process. And no one ever knows, you know, why they get sick from this, why they get sick from that. And it's like, it's all these emotions that are bottled up inside of us that we never allow to exit in in a form, in whatever form it needs to, you know? So, I mean, like you were saying with your mom's story, you know, she would go all day, wait till she put you guys to bed to go and then take the time to travel to a whole nother part of the house to really have the cry that she needed to do hours ago. Yeah. You know, that that's what people were doing. They're either doing that or they're just not dealing with it at all. And then it comes up in some other form of, of emotion that's not healthy, you know, yeah. so. I agree. I agree. One of the things that um, I forgot who I shared this with, but my mom passed away from brain cancer and um, like she was so healthy. Like she was one of those women, they, they told her that she had pre-diabetes like years before she passed away. And immediately we get home and she literally like did a big old cleanse of, of everything that was in the house that, you know, could help her advance in the diabetic, you know, space. And she, I mean, she was one of those, she would take action immediately. She was so freaking disciplined. So I'm like, you know, the only thing that could have attacked her would have been brain cancer mm-hmm. because- and I mean, they still don't know what, you know, what causes brain, you know, I mean, they, they still don't know so much about cancer period, exactly. but my theory is, you know, all those emotions she never dealt with, mm. like they have to, like, they have to go somewhere, you know, she mm-hmm. was never able to, she never held a space for it, whatever the case was. And I almost feel like, you know what, we were all grown, we were all married while well, my middle sister was about to get married. Like there was all these things that were happening that it's almost like, you know what, now you can kind of like let go. Yeah, let, let everything go and, and be free. And I feel like that's one of the reasons. I mean, I may be completely wrong, who knows? But 
I'm like, there's, there's nothing else. Cause she was so disciplined with everything else, with her food, with her exercise, with everything that I'm like, mm-hmm. the only thing that she couldn't really control, unfortunately, mm-hmm. um, or cleanse in a way was her mind, you know, yeah. from all those thoughts and feelings from years, 30, almost 30 years wow. of, of grief, because yeah. you said it, she never really dealt with this. So I feel like it was always lingering. I mean, she would still, if she was alive today and we were talking about my dad, she would still cry. So she really, I mean, she, well, and, and like, are you saying like every time you guys had a conversation about that, she would. Yeah. If he cry? ever, if he ever like kind of, you know, we were talking about him, she would always tear up. Okay. You know, it was, it was never something that she, you know, we, like we would talk about, you know, even when we would tell her, cause my mom was amazing. Like she was such an amazing woman. And we, it, it was almost like we didn't miss my dad. Like we missed him, of course, but she did such an amazing, and we would tell her like, you did such an amazing, like you are doing such an amazing job that it's almost like you filled that space really well. And, you know, she was like, like she would almost be offended because she's like, no, like, you know, like, what, what do you mean? Like, instead of being proud of saying like, wow, you know, thank you. It was almost like, no, but you guys have like, how do you guys not miss your dad? I mean, granted, we're so little. Like I literally remember vaguely, I was looking at a picture of him the other day and when you were talking about grieving your mom, not until Patrice, you know, passed. I remember looking at a picture of my dad not that long because I pray for their souls every morning. And I was looking, like I zoomed into his, to the picture of like just his face. And I'm like, I don't remember his features, you know, because wow. it was so, I mean, I was eight. Yeah, and I shoved everything, like you said, really, really deep inside. And I kind of started tearing up because I'm like, I don't remember. Like, I remember my mom's skin. I remember how she felt. I remember like all the little crevices in her, you know, when I, like after, before she passed away, I remember all the details with my dad. Like I literally, mm-hmm. I looked at the picture and I know what he looks like because of that picture, but it's not because I remember like him and I could see the scenes mm-hmm. of him. If that makes sense. Even when he was here, it was probably mom doing most of the you know, yeah, cause she stayed home. Her. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that, that makes sense, but yeah. So, but you had your moment of, wow, I don't remember. And so you, you let a tear or two come out and you kind of worked through that, which is really good. And a lot of people don't even do that, you know? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Grief is tough. I mean, it comes in all kinds of comes in all sorts of ways in various waves as well so it's just it's it's tough yeah I agree I agree so one of the things that I want the listeners to hear and you touched on it a little bit and I really want to go back to it because I feel like other people might be experiencing this and I don't know if you said it before we started recording or afterwards but you say you've been in corporate for about 20 years and you said I'm kind of scared, you know, to leave. And I'm like, what, you know, what do you mean? Like, what are you scared about? You know, just like, go ahead and jump in. But that's just, cause that's just my nature. You know, I can't, and I haven't been in corporate for 20 years, you know, honestly, mm-hmm. but let's, let's talk a little bit more about that because I feel like there's so many people I talked to a friend the other day and she's like, corporate has been my bubble forever. Mm-hmm. Like I've just advanced, but it's all always been with our, within corporate and she's unhappy. You know, she, she mentioned that she's, she's like, I thought about doing this and I thought about, you know, but then you kind of retract and you're like, but this is what I know. Mm-hmm. And this other thing is so unfamiliar. What if it doesn't work? What if this, so let's dig a little deeper in respects to, cause again, I'm not someone that could speak to that, but from your point of view, what is really pushing you to get out of it? And what are some of the fears that you have around it? Yeah, absolutely. So like I said, you know, corporate has been my life for over 20 years. Um, 
with the company that I was with for 20 years, I literally grew from the call center area up into what they consider the professional area um, during, in the technology world of things. Um, so I spent 20 years getting a paycheck, you know, regular paycheck. Um, I like how you put it because you kind of boots me up that same amount every two weeks. <laughs> no control, girl. It's, no control. I mean, you might get like visit a two percent raise, or I don't even remember because I, you know, I like to work for three, maybe you know, <laughs> a year. Yeah, <laughs> right. And that's even if, like, my husband recently, you know, because of COVID and everything, they're yes, like, no, we're actually gonna you're not getting a bonus. The salary is going to be reduced a bit. And, and we need you to like hustle. Like we need you to give it all you've got. And people are like, what? what? <laughs> yeah, that doesn't equal out. What do you mean? Exactly. So, so yeah. So, so been with corporate, like I said, over 20, 20 years, I think I'm close to 25. Um, and, you know, used to the, the paycheck, used to the steadiness of just having some place to go used to the um in, you know insurance you know it's a big thing for us for me and my family um so that just you know even when I talk about it now I'm not gonna even lie to you Leslie like uh, it scares the hell out of me <laughs> yeah yeah I bet because that's like truly you know a quarter of my life that I have been doing this particular activity, you know, to provide for my family, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So the big uh, faith jump that's gonna occur within three to six months of, of saying bye-bye to that stability, cause that's really what it is, a stability uh, for me and really jump into what God has, has blessed me to to jump into has opened the doors up for me has poured into me like the downloads he gives me there's no way I should be fearful at all yeah. I mean so that that's me in the complete flesh like uh yes. you know yes. but when I really take a step back and really look at my life and allow myself to dream and to to live in that dream like really man I've manifested this so why am I why am I scared? Why am I fearful false evidence appearing real? Is it, who's been taking care of me for all these 50 years? Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So when I, when I'm in the human, I always say, I let, give people grace because we are humans. Human yes. beings have human experiences, right? That's <laughs> my human experience. But when I take a step back and really just like get out of that and understand and look at my life and, you know, and it's a life, you know, from being a, I was a single mom at one time. I mean, you name it, I've been it. And God has brought me through all that. Why am I tripping about letting go <laughs> of an every two week paycheck and some insurance that I could go get anyway? Yes. You know, yes. so. Oh, so good. You know, one of the questions that I encourage people to ask themselves when they are experiencing, like you said, the in the flesh kind of fear um, is so many times we ask ourselves the question that we don't want the answers to, mm. you know, like, so what if this doesn't work? You know, am I, can I go back? You know, what if, whatever, like all the what ifs of all the bad things that could happen if you make this jump. My thing is ask yourself questions that you actually want the answer to. Right. That's you so know, good. so like, what if I leave and I step into this new 
place, this, this new space in my life, this new chapter in my life? What if I do that? And what if I kick ass at it? What if I am able to help the, you know, what did you say? 33, 33 million, 33 million women slash men, whoever is needing my help. What if I'm able to complete that way sooner than I can? And I thought I would, what if, you know, like all these what ifs, like let's turn them into the possibilities of what if, because I think so many times we ask ourselves questions of what if, and then negative, not negative. what if and positive, you know? And I, I'm like, why do we ask ourselves questions that we don't want the answers to? I don't want to know what's going to happen if I fail. Right. It would suck. Like, I don't want to know that. I want to know what's going to happen if I succeed. What's going to happen if I take this jump and I'm kicking ass every single day and I'm living in complete joy. I'm so happy. I'm so lit up. Like, what's going to happen then? You know, that's what I want the answer to. So if anyone's listening, you're always asking these other crazy questions that we definitely don't want the answers to. I'm going to tell you, ask yourselves the complete opposite. I love that. Hey, friend. Just one more interruption. I promise it's the last one, but I am just so excited to share something super special with you. It is called the Impact GPS, and it is a brand new live group coaching program where we will do a live teach each week along with a weekly deep dive session where you're going to have the opportunity to get one-on-one coaching from me every single week. I am so excited to share all I've learned with you over the last year and a half and actually even before then since I've been an entrepreneur for almost 20 years. Best part is that I'm still learning because I've decided to invest in myself this year heavily and I'm working with an incredible coach and as I learn and implement, I'll then come back and share it all with you. Us working together equals when I grow, you also grow. So let me tell you what you're going to learn inside of Impact GPS. Number one, how to build an authentic personal brand online. One where you're going to have a secret weapon. What is that secret weapon? You. You are the one that's going to make that authentic personal brand unique. Second, how to take your specialized knowledge, package it up, and share it with those who will pay you and thank you for it. And lastly, how to create your unique offer using my 3WH signature system, the what, who, where, and how of your special offer. Make sure to send me a DM if you want an early application to the Impact GPS. I'm not holding back anything. I'm sharing it all with you. Send me a DM via Instagram. It's at LeslieRegalado26. I will see you there and let's get back to the episode. Yeah, like what you said is just so profound because we do want to, you know, not take on the negative concept of things. Like, I love the way you put that. We ask ourselves the questions we don't really want the answer to. (laughs) Why do we do that? But I like the positive spin on that. And I, I would take it even a little bit farther. Not what if, when this thing succeeds, what is that going to look like? When I get 33 million people to really step into their happiness and have the emotional healing that they so mm-hmm. desire. What does that look like? So, you know, I, I, I love the spin of the positive. I love the spin of the positive because, you know, we all have to work on that stinking thinking. It happens yep. to the best of us. Um, so turning that what if uh, slash negative thing into the when it does happen wow right how powerful is that like how did that just for me it just made me feel like oh my gosh I'm ready like yeah like three to six months that's a long time right three to six months yeah that may 
<laughs> yeah, when I leave corporate America and build LaShawn's Corporation, yes. what is that going to look like? When yes. I'm walking and living in my purpose and the dreams and goals that I set out for myself, what does that look like? So that's, I love that, Leslie. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> I agree. I don't know. what. Why are you waiting through the six months again? I mean, uh, yeah, there's so many people. I'm a planner and it's just like. <laughs> <laughs> like, it sounds good. I think it sounds right. I think two weeks sounds pretty darn good myself, two weeks but you know. <laughs> Well, but you're right. I think there's just this different energy that comes around the answer, the response that we can give to these questions that we're asking ourselves. You know, what will it look and feel like when, like you just said. And I think if we take that a step further and even write it down and then start, you know, to actually look at it in scenes of what's going to happen, how it's going to feel. And I mean, it's it's magical what can happen. You know, I think we, really we hold is. space for all this junk and we need to stop. <laughs> You need to absolutely stop. Yes, we really do. So I'm I'm willing to I'm willing to step up to that challenge and like that space for the junk is over. Like that space is for the for the pretty, for the positive, for the for the wins and you know, W-I-N-S as well as when W-H-E-N's for when we do those things. Like that, I love that. Yeah, I, why do we hold so much space? for the junk like it's I think it's just it's what everyone else does I feel like when we're surrounded by that I mean I don't know about you I know you mentioned something earlier about just being in the coaching space and um just seeing things and, and maybe thinking different thoughts that you hadn't thought before about what people do in the coaching area but mm -hmm. one of the things that I have found is that you know if we hear things you know often enough and it, it becomes a reality you know, so if you're always hearing people, you know, say certain things and if, if all that negative, which unfortunately it is for most people, that's their norm. So after you hear it, you know, so many times it's kind of like, yeah, okay. You kind of just go along with it. Mm -hmm. Even if, even if internally it's, it's challenging for you because maybe you're more of a natural, um, naturally positive person or a bigger thinker or a dreamer, et cetera. Mm -hmm. It's hard to be the only one that's like that and not get like polluted by <laughs> polluted in a like crazy That's way actually the you word. know by everyone else mm -hmm. it's, it's it's that whole thing you become a product of your environment right and then I think we kind of I think we just solved it in this talk after I say what I'm ready to say think about how you were raised I think about how I was raised no fault at all of my of my mom and my grandma my bonus dad and even my biological dad but they didn't really know how to be positive right, right. you know they were about the struggle at least my family was was all about the struggle and then so they were about the struggle and then they were about trying to protect me from having to struggle because I remember a lot of what I can't do being fed to me which then to as protect, I told, to protect you to protect me yeah. but I took that in with me my whole life and I would start and stop so many things throughout my entire life because what I can't do was fed to me. So I, I think that's part of it. That's totally part of it. We have to really dig in deep and like remove all that stuff that our families thought were helping us. I mean, they really love me. I mean, I am spoiled. I, I, I'll admit it. <laughs> 
spoiled girl. My my mom and my grandmas, both grandmas, I'm their first daughter, first granddaughter, all that. So I am spoiled. And so they all just wanted to just, you know, yes. this precious baby girl of ours. <laughs> so if I, I wanted to be a nurse, you can't do that. You're not going to be able to give people shots, Shawnee. And then the testing and stuff is so hard. My nickname is Shawnee, by the way. So if you hear me talking about <laughs> I hair, figured. I you know, so, and, and so I wanted to do hair. You can't do that. You're going to be like up all day and night. You're never going to have a life. <laughs> I mean, you wow. I can't do it. And so I was like, well, again, I do. Like, what am I going to do? <laughs> right, right. So you just go, yeah, like you say, you just get a job and then you, so you don't know what else to do. You kind of just stay there. Yeah. So that, and, and then, you know, I, well, my story, I mean, if we were going to go deeper, was I was a single mom. I started having babies at 18. So I had my first at 18, my second at 20. And then my third precious uh, bundle of joy with my now husband at 26. But those first two babies, um, yeah, it was hard because, you know, the brain doesn't even develop till you're 26. Right. It's a a child raising a child. I was a child raising children. Children, yes. (laughs) So I tell them all the time, my my ongoing joke with them is, I am so sorry, y'all. Just, I was just practicing with you all. Sorry. Yeah, I am so sorry. Y'all are, y'all are amazing. I love y'all so much, but I am so sorry. I probably did a lot of wrong because I was being raised too. As a matter right. Of <laughs> but I say all that to say, you know, I start having those children as, as early as I had them, they were my, yes, you can. Mm. You see what I mean? So it's, a, it's amazing. You know, a lot of people look at things differently I used to look at it the same way. Oh my God, what is this girl doing? She's a t- 20 with two kids looking like I was 12. I admit it. I, I have a young look. I, I get it. And so nobody would take me seriously. Nobody, you know, <laughs> would do right by me. Everyone tried to get in there and use me. Um, it was it was struggle after struggle, but I believe in, I, I was protected by a lot of prayers. But I look at those two babies and I was like, I, that's where I got my yes, you can. Yes, I can. I can do this. And I will do this because they're watching. Yeah. And they're going to do this. And they're going to do it even better than me. So, I mean, as, as, as loving, like I said, as my, as my parents and all those people who really thought that they were helping me and didn't understand that they were really hurting, you know, me mm-hmm. um, by telling me what I couldn't do. Those babies came into my life to show me what I can do. And then to make the procrastination stop and get off my butt and go do. Right. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. You're right. I think, you know, our children are just kind of like in coaching as you're talking, I'm like, I'm thinking about how, what you said, you know, you're growing up with them almost and you're raising them as you're raising yourself and learning and growing, et cetera, that it's like, okay, I need to do good because they're watching. And if I don't, you know, it's like kind of follow the leader, (laughs) you know, they're going to kind of start doing what I do. So I better do good. Yes, exactly. Exactly. You were leading by example for sure. Absolutely. Okay, so I'm just gonna finish with this. One of the things as you were talking, Lashawn, when it came to your daughter Patrice, um, I think it's such a beautiful way to honor her with what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's why there's such a passion and such 
it, I mean, you could tell through the screen, through your voice, if people are just listening, they can tell how you light up when you talk about what you do mm-hmm. with the men and women that you work with. Um, it's like you're assigned, like you said earlier, the, the people that you're assigned to. Um, what do you, when you first started and, you know, you got this like divine download of, okay, this is what you got to do. Was there any kind of resistance around kind of using what you had just experienced to like do this or for you, was it something like, all right, this is how I can honor her. This is how I can maybe like kind of keep her legacy almost in a way alive. I mean, did did any of those thoughts go through your mind or is that just like me thinking? Girl, (laughs) I was scared to death. So I, the, the, the part of the story that I did not tell you, and it's in my book as well. I wrote a book about it, about how to endure the seven stages of grief. But Patrice is my bonus baby. She came into my life when she was five. Okay. But I don't, I mean, but, you know, I hate to put this on recording, but I, I, all my children know you have a special, you have a different relationship with each child, no matter how many you have. Me and that child's relationship was unbreakable. You wouldn't have thought that she was a bonus child. You would not have thought, you know. So, you know, I that's I never say bonus. I mean, but I do let people know, you know, and it's in my book and it's nothing hidden about it. But the point of the matter is that was the piece that was so hard for me because I knew I was gonna get people to and I did, and I still do, to come at me, you know, as if I'm using my bonus child to make a name for myself, to make money for myself, and all this other ignorant stuff, you know what so I did mean? You, did you think about that when you first got a divine down, download, I or did. was it, okay, so before people started it, talking? Yeah, I thought about it, and I was scared to death. I was so scared, because I was like, people are going to think this, and the funny thing is my clients don't. No, of course not. It's the people, other people that's supposed to be, you know, close to me and love me and all this other stuff, right? So, you know, that's that's the part right there. It's just like, you know, it is what it is. I, you know, the naysayers, family members, whatever, they have a right to feel the way they feel and God bless mm-hmm. them. Right. God knows my heart. He put this in my in my heart. I, I remember 2014, I was supposed to do this. Patrice is still here. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's not that I am, you know, and I never feel like I have to explain myself, but it's not that I'm using her in that fashion. But what we are doing is working together to help other mamas. And when I say we, I'm talking about Patrice. Her spirit, it energizes me. It makes me feel fulfilled. I hear her voice, her sweet voice in my head when I'm in this office. I hear, I, I sometimes even hear her, she was so little, she's a little bitty thing, but she walks so heavy. Or <laughs> <laughs> like, girl. <laughs> and I hear those footsteps sometimes. And I think, you know, and I live on those memories of how she loved lots of butter and sugar in her cream of wheat. <laughs> you know, I mean, the stories and the funniness and as she got grown, she and she left me two grandbabies, you know what I mean? So it was just a blessing within herself. And when she got grown, she, um, 
but come to our cookouts here at the house and have some containers and fill them all up. <laughs> we'll put them in our car, then eat. You know what I mean? <laughs> that kind of thing. It's just, you know, uh -huh. I have, and then the talks, oh, the long conversations that we would have. You know, that I will always be her. She called me mom because she didn't want to be disrespectful to her mom. And I, I, I appreciate that because I told her at the beginning, you don't even have to call me that. You don't have to call mm -hmm. me mom at all. You could call me Shani. I'm okay with that. I know who birthed you. But then one day out of, we were having this great, one of our deep co uh, conversations and she says, you are my mom. Mm -hmm. I'm calling you mom. And I was just like, oh my God, <laughs> that was it. <laughs> that was my baby forever like it, so so yeah um, I did I, I you know I struggled I did I struggled so hard I struggled writing the book um then when I wrote the book I didn't <laughs> I didn't even tell anybody about the book like I was like I'm supposed to tell people yeah you want people to buy it LaShawn what <laughs> like this was for me <laughs> got it printed went through the whole publishing process and everything and yeah so it's you know but it's a book that's been blessing people I'm I'm thankful I got out of my own way I'm thankful yeah. I did not allow those who are being naysayers to you know me to stop what God has has told me to do and that's the one thing about it too I hear things here and there because he keeps protecting me mm -hmm. you know he keeps protecting me keep moving keep moving yeah. you move through those com comments who cares I mean, you've already gotten through one of the most difficult things that any person, specifically a mom, could ever experience. So anything else, I mean, yeah, <laughs> you literally can just like flick it off and you're going to be, I mean, you know, when you go through tough situations, not tough, extremely painful, extremely difficult situations like losing a child. I mean, every, it's like, I've done, I've done this very hard thing how can I not do this next regularly hard thing or small hard thing, you know? And, and one of the things that I always tell people is, and even to myself, you know, my, this vision in your case, this divine download that you received from God, when, when this was dropped in your spirit, it was, this is your responsibility. You know, we have to, there's going to be so many times where we're going to come in, you know, like you said, say things, do things, whatever the case may be. But it's like, we have to take this responsibility very seriously because it was given to us. This vision, this dream, this goal, this desire, whatever people want to categorize that mm -hmm. as was given to us, to that, to you, to that individual person. You're responsible to make that happen, to see it through. It's yeah. no one else's responsibility to keep you going, to keep you inspired, to motivate you, to, you know, be positive. No one else's. It was given to you and God, or whoever you believe in has equipped you. You have everything you need around you, every resource, people, skills, talents, whatever. Mm -hmm. Everything is already inside of you. He wouldn't have given it to you otherwise. You wouldn't desire this otherwise. So I love that you push through because, I mean, I only said what I said because you know I, I went there, mm -hmm. but it's so beautiful that you didn't allow all of that because imagine, all of the people who would not be supported in the way they're being supported by you if you would have listened. Absolutely. And, and that's exactly why the, um, 
the re retiring of the, the job has to happen because there's so many more, you know, mm -hmm. that really need the service and need the support. They do. Anyone else can do the job you're doing at, at corporate. Not anyone, whoever's trained, you know, to do it. Like, you know, anyone can go in there. Anyone can be trained in what I do, you know. Hey, but not everyone has this huge calling because it is it's a huge calling to, to support people through a journey like that mm -hmm. it's not like you're like yay you know i mean you're 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 digging deep and you are having some very painful conversations with mm -hmm. i'm sure with with your clients you know there's no other way to get around it unless you actually like pull off the band-aid you know at like in a split second and, and you feel that pain and then you're able to like get through it yep. um yeah yeah, you, like I said, three to six months, I'm not here to tell you what to do, but, <laughs> you know, but I mean, what you're doing is super special. It's freaking awesome. And you have everything to be able to support these people. Why not? Like if you have been one of uh, a mentor of mine years ago said, if you have been called to lead for God's sake, lead. Yeah. And you've been called. I mean, there's yeah. no other way to put it. You've been called to do what you do. Like for God's sake, do it yeah. and do it fast. Because again, we have no clue how long we're here. You know, we both know from experience that life is too dang short. And it's like, if we're meant to do something, we got to just hurry up and do it. Not with a rush, but without putting everything else before and allowing fear to literally slow us down. Other things can slow us down if we get sick, whatever, but not just the fear because right. that's just like, it, it can't, it can't when your calling is so huge. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. Anything else, LaShawn, that you would like to share before um, we finish off? Before we finish off, I do want you to share like where people can find you, where they can buy your book, where they can connect with you, all of that great stuff. I do want you to share that, but anything else that you wanna leave our listeners with? Really, I just wanna let everyone know that no matter what you're going through, no matter what life has thrown at you, whether you're grieving um, a child, a spouse, a friend, a job, you know, we have COVID going on. I know there's been a lot of loss in that area in all in that in that space and all areas of that space. Just remember, you don't have to stay in that place. There is happiness there for you. I want you guys to understand that. I want you to dig deep and know that. And the, most of all, I want you to understand that you deserve happiness. That's what we're on this earth for. So I just wanna make sure I leave people with those few words because I'm. it, it hurts my heart to see all the sadness that, we, that I'm seeing out here. It's already bad enough that we can't see smiles anymore because we have to wear a mask all the time. But when I like get close to a person and I just feel all the hurt, pain and turmoil that's going on within them, that, that hurts my heart. But you don't have to stay there because we have the power to live in the happiness that we desire. So I just wanted to make sure I just left people with those few little words. Thank you. Thank you so much. So good. So good. So where can people connect with you? Um, how can they get your book? All the goodness. Share it with us. Absolutely. Um, my website is www.legacyoflovecoaching.com. 
everything spelled exactly how it, I didn't do any crazy spellings or anything. Legacy <laughs> spelled like it is. <laughs> uh, so yeah, www.legacyoflovecoaching.com. And you can find all sorts of information in there. My book, you can get to that in there. Um, you can uh, schedule a discover call with me from that space as well. So yeah, I would love to hear from anyone who needs to have that quick conversation. I do offer uh, for new clients, I offer 45 minute free discovery calls. So we could just see, are we a good fit for each other? Cause I know I'm not assigned to everyone. So. Right. So good. So good. Thank you. Thank you so much. This was a freaking amazing conversation. I'm so glad that you said yes to, to sharing your journey. Um, loved every bit of it. Thank you for being so real with what you shared and being willing to be vulnerable with us. My pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. I appreciate you, Leslie. Thank you so much for being here and thank you for listening. You could be doing so many other things with your time and you're here and that's an honor. Thank you for spending this time with me. We have more inspiring, incredible guests joining us in the upcoming weeks. So make sure that you subscribe so you don't miss any of our episodes and leave a review if you enjoy listening to this podcast. Each time one of our listeners rates and leaves a review, this podcast reaches more people. And that's the goal, to inspire hundreds of perfectly imperfect human beings to dream again, to pursue a life where they feel joy and one that they are excited to wake up up to every single day. And if this episode resonated with you and inspired you to believe that if she can, then so can you, then go ahead and share it with at least one person you know who you think would benefit from listening to this episode. Don't think twice about it. You never know how special you thinking of them can make them feel. Send them the link via email, send it to them via text, or share it on Instagram right now and tag me at lesregalado26. It's a free resource and you never know who will listen and will be grateful that you shared it. I'll make sure I share your tag on my stories. Sending you lots of love. Have a wonderful day. Until next time.